Hi, I'm Roy Walkenhorst. And I'm Judy Brooks. And welcome to Healing Quest, your healthy lifestyle show. Now, for us, that includes integrative health, quantum healing, energy medicine, and all the ways that help us achieve optimum well-being. So thanks so much for uh, joining us today. We know you have a, a lot of things you can do with your time, so we're happy that you're spending some of it with us. And we hope you're all doing well in the midst of these challenging times, to say the least. COVID-19, of course, remains a very big issue, and we need to continue being very careful. But at the same time, we'd like a break from it. So today we're declaring this week's Healing Quest mostly COVID-19 free. This will give us time to catch up on some interesting, even quirky things from the natural world that have been lost in the pandemic fog over the last few months. For example, let's start by paying tribute to aloe groomers. Ever heard of them? Nor had we, until Dr. Alessandro Sini published his research in Scientific Reports. As you may have heard, climate change is endangering honeybees and other pollinators who are directly involved in one-third of all, all of the food we eat. Well, aloe groomers are a specialized kind of honeybee that grooms their nestmates uh, to, to ward off pests and, and keep them flying or buzzing, <laughs> you know, whatever, as the case may be. And Dr. Sinney says ectoparasites are a growing threat to honeybees worldwide. So supporting aloe grooming behavior is an increasingly important pest control strategy because aloe groomers get rid of the parasites. Now, scientists are still trying to figure out how aloe groomers know when to do this for their other bees in the nest. Now, one theory is uh, that a bee who needs to get rid of the ectoparasites does a oh, kind of a, a little invitation dance <laughs> in which they shake their whole body from one side to the other side until the aloe groomer shows up. Did you hear anything about what kind of tips these <laughs> aloe groomers are expecting? The research was conducted at University College in London and at the University of Florence in Italy. And we're also indebted to researchers at Cornell University for giving us a whole new appreciation for the design of butterfly wings. Have you ever wondered how these beautiful creatures survive in a downpour? Oh, really? I haven't. But <laughs> scientists at Cornell's College of Agriculture and Life Sciences did. And the result could be better water-resistant sprays for us humans for clothes and shoes and more effective de-icing coatings for airplane wings. Here's what they found out. It turns out that butterfly wings have micro-bumps and a nanoscale wax layer. The result is that raindrops shatter when they hit the wing and they spread the water to minimize damage. So the Cornell study is said to be the first to understand how these natural hydrophobic surfaces on butterfly wings help butterflies withstand high-speed raindrops. Scientists say getting hit with one of these raindrops is analogous to a bowling ball falling from the sky and hitting a human. Wow. I, oh, yeah, I, just, I don't like to think about that happening to butterflies. So now there's a phrase we just, get, we just gave you for your next uh, cocktail party. It's uh, natural hydrophobic surfaces, which describes the coating of the butterfly. You want to use that. At any rate, butterflies are already one of the most beautiful parts of our world. Now we can appreciate them as one of the best designed parts of our planet. The study was funded by the National Science Foundation and the U.S. Department of Agriculture and reported in the Proceedings of the Natural Academy of Sciences. And while we're on the nature break, we also have an amazing story from the College of Agricultural Sciences at Penn State. 
Scientists there have discovered that plants have what they call stress memory in response to events like drought or a prolonged heat wave in which they have to quickly adjust to survive. Even more amazing is that plants can pass on that memory of how they adapted to their offspring. Uh, You gotta love that. I do. The Penn State researchers discovered this by genetic manipulation. Now, they induce the stress and then observe the plant's reaction to it. Now, reactions such as uh, adjusting their circadian clock to modify hormone responses or to make them more flexible and resilient. The plants also do things like they adjust their growth. They change their root configuration. They limit their above-ground biomass. They delay flowering time. And they alter their response to environmental stimuli. It's just amazing (laughs) all the things that plants can quickly do to deal with stress.